if you're really frustrated and got to yell out the anger or move it around or do something, do that. Because if you don't do that, that stays stuck. And all of that affects you at every single level, whether you're aware of it or not. So it's, if you, it's the financials and the physical stuff, but it's the spiritual stuff and, and all of that as well. Does that make sense? Do you often wonder whether there's more to life than your nine to five job? Do you dream about having a life that has no boundaries, where you can decide what to do and where to do it? And does the thought of how to get that life maybe overwhelm you just a little bit? Then this is the podcast for you. Join me as I uncover how to get that freedom and live a life that needs no retirement plan. I'll be scouring the internet and chatting with people from all walks of life who are out there living life to the max instead of punching a time card. I'm Jackie Doucette, and this is Beyond Retirement. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. I'm really pleased today to be joined by Julie Caraccio, who's an author, a professional life coach, and an end-of-life organizer. Julie, thanks for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Good to hear. Um, let's just start with a little bit about you. Can you give us a little peek into your background and how you got to where you are today? Sure. So my background prior to starting my own business was in fund development. So I wrote grants, would go out and say, hey, give us money. And I had been living in Los Angeles. I woke up one morning and heard move to Raleigh, North Carolina, where I'm currently located. And so moved. Great move. Ended up meeting my husband. But the job that I had was horrible. It was the worst job I'd ever had in fund development. And I thought it's got to be a better life than this. What can I do that will make money, right? Because we have to make money, but that I get passionate about and that I could support people. And so in 2009, I quit my job and started my business. And I ended up changing my business name, which I advise people do not do that. It's a huge hassle. It ended up working out okay, <laughs> but I decided let's organize people. And then what ended up happening, I was working with a client and she said, can we just talk? And I had this kind of panic look and she said, no, no, I understand. I just want to talk. And she said, I can see. And I said, you're the client. I'm happy to do what you want. And what I discovered in that moment was it was more about the clutter and less about the organizing. And when you work with someone, you're coaching them. I mean, it just is a, is just how it works. But what I realized was it was really important to get to the deeper stuff because it supported people in clearing clutter more easily. And so that's when the name change happened. And here we are. And your, your company, your business is called Reawaken Your Brilliance. Yes. And so you do all sorts of things, but you help them more with the clutter in their life as opposed to the physical clutter that's going on. I do work on the physical clutter now, you know, in the current situation where we are with everything going on, I stopped seeing clients a couple months ago. And so I'm, I'm prepared to not see clients in their homes anymore and, and have moved everything virtual. It, you know, I'm a firm believer in teaching people how to have these life skills. And so we can coach over the video, but yeah, it's more, it's, I, I it's been my experience when you work on the mental clutter and the emotional clutter and all everything else that the physical clutter is released more easily because whatever's going on on the inside is impacted on the outside. Absolutely. Right. For my show beyond retirement, one of the most important parts about getting ready for that life in the next phase, whether it's, you know, whether you're 30 or 60, mm -hmm. it's sorting yourself out. So it's, it's getting yourself ready both physically and mentally 
and you've just talked a little bit about that but how can how can we how do you recognize when the clutter is affecting you and what changes can a person make to help themselves prepare a little bit better for whatever's coming next that's a great question well first I would say is look at your physical clutter. We just downsized recently. You know, the average American home has something like 300,000 items. When you pull that back, like 300,000 items, and that's average. I've been in homes with a lot more than that. And so I think for whatever your next step is, lighten your load, because when you release the physical clutter, it helps you mentally. And I think it's really important to, for any big life change, to prepare yourself mentally and emotionally. What, you know, because most of us humans don't like change or don't deal with it very well. So how are you going to prepare yourself? I'm a huge fan of having a mindfulness practice. Okay, when things get stressful, let me take those 10 minutes and have some deep breaths and center myself. So I think that that's something that's always helpful. I believe in honoring your and expressing your emotions. If you're really frustrated and got to yell out the anger or move it around or do something, do that because if you don't do that, that stays stuck. And all of that affects you at every single level, whether you're aware of it or not. So it's, if you, it's the financials and the physical stuff, but it's the spiritual stuff and, and all of that as well. Does that make sense? It does. Um, so what would be a, a, a good sign that someone could look for to, to say, hey, you know, maybe I need to take a look at this sort of thing? Is there something going on in their life that maybe they could say, you know, things aren't working as well as they should be? Yeah, if they're stuck, if they're feeling like, you know what, if they're not happy, if they're overwhelmed, if they're waking up anxious, if they have insomnia. A lot of times when people come to see me, they're feeling overwhelmed or stuck. They know something has to change, but they don't know what it is. So if you're walking in the house and your home and looking at your pile of clutter makes you exhausted, that's not a good sign. When you walk in your home, you should be like, oh, this is my sanctuary. This is where I can let go and find complete peace of mind. If that's not where you are now, then it's time to re-examine it. And again, with something like mental clutter, same thing. Are you waking up in the middle of night worried about something? You know, bringing yourself present is your point of power to change. You can't change the past. Trust me, I've tried really hard. Hasn't happened yet. And why worry? you know, about the future, you can't control that. The only thing you can control are your thoughts, your beliefs, your reactions, and how you respond. Everything else, nah, not happening. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, insomnia, those are just a few examples of, okay, I may, might need to take a step back now. Okay, so <laughs> I'm not going to ever show you my house. <laughs> it's probably it was- not as bad as you think. I find that most people who don't, aren't, or what I would call normal quote-unquote clutter it's not as bad as you say i don't know i uh (laughs) my little office here might be a good episode of the hoarders (laughs) (laughs) i haven't i haven't got little pathways among the junk yet but you know good we're we're on our way (laughs) but that's that's one of the things that i've talked about on the show before actually is is downsizing and the ways that you can do that and and how to go from room to room as you say when you've got you know, 300,000 items, you just pick a room and start going through what do you need? What don't you need? What have you looked at in the past few months? What have you picked up and and used? There's just so many different things that you probably don't really need. 
And then I always ask or suggest asking, how can someone else get better use of that? Like if, for instance, if you're in your closet and you're looking at clothes that still the price tag on them that you've never worn, someone who is a battered woman is going to let look, get use out of that. Or someone who is looking for a job. And so that way it can help sometimes to release things. Now, you know what, someone is going to get such great value of this and it's going to make a huge impact in their life. Whereas it's just, hanging in my closet doing nothing. Right. One of the things that I am very good at actually is cleaning out my closet. <laughs> That's the only part of me that that is good. But honor yeah. that and recognize it. That's really important. One of the things I always ask clients is tell me how you're organized. Tell me how you can declutter because there's always something. And so it's important to say, okay, hey, I can do this and I'm capable and it allows you to build on that to do more. Right. So another part of your business is end of life organizing. How did, how did you get into that and what do you provide? What services do you give? I got into that because a couple of years ago, my father had, and it's, it's just very interesting. My mother just had a heart attack a few days ago. And so I'm getting prepared to see her. My brother's taking the first shift, but a few years ago, my father had my brothers and me meet his accountant and an attorney. And he said, I want you to know this. I want all these things. What are your questions? Now, one of the things that I stress to people, you don't have to be a millionaire. My parents aren't millionaires, but taking this burden from us, providing us peace of mind. So when they go to the next journey, we're going to be able to grieve. We're going to be able to honor them. I can't tell you how many people look at Aretha Franklin. Where's her will? Look at Prince. They're still fighting over the will years later and all the stress and drama that can happen when you're not prepared for that. And I also, anyway, once my father had this meeting, it really made me think, wow, this is a wonderful service to offer people. Because I can't tell you how many times, not even famous people I see on Facebook, my friend just died, no will, the kids are left, kind of stressed out. And in a lot of cultures, we don't accept death. It's something we're afraid of. And I believe when you accept death, then you can live your life fully. And so I help provide peace of mind, whether it's organizing items like take the time and let's organize it and get it to the attorney. I'm a lot cheaper than an attorney and they're going to pay some legal person, legal aid who's not doing legal skills, but you're going to get charged for that. And what legacy do you want to create? What do you want people to remember about you? You know, getting all your papers organized and in order so you can pass along that peace of mind for your loved ones. Uh, that sounds like a wonderful service and something that that people don't think about until it happens to them. And, you know, then it's too late. It's you're in the middle of it and it's so hard to organize it at that point. And the other <clears> thing <throat> I want to emphasize, and I don't know how it is in Canada, but here in the U.S. So, for instance, when Prince died and didn't have a will, the state comes in. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't want the state coming in and a taking money and B, deciding what gets done with it. There are causes, there are people I want to leave things to. I don't want the state, I've paid my fair share of taxes. And that's something that sometimes people don't think about. You know, and what's your social media? What's your online presence? You know, Facebook's not going to give your password to your niece, your sister, your parent, you know, they're very strict rules on that. And so maybe you don't want that stuff forever, or do you want to create a legacy online present? I mean, there, there are lots of things to think about. That's really true. They, these days with all the social media, it, it just kind of sits there when you're gone. And yeah, 
you might want to think about what to do with it. Yeah. <clears throat> Even if it's just shut it down, someone has to do that. Exactly. Yeah, that's a, a very good point. So I think you had a couple of uh, things, a couple of books that you have available for people and uh, a podcast of your own. You'd like to talk to uh, those a little bit? Sure. Thank you. So I have a podcast called Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out. So we're looking at clutter. But as you might have guessed from this interview, I look at clutter from all different angles. And I'm passionate about people clearing clutter because when they clear their clutter, they can share their gifts with the world. So I've done that. And then I also have a 365 journal prompt series. Wow. And it's all our wisdom is within. And so I've created on spiritual clutter, mental clutter, physical, holiday, emotional. And the purpose of that book is for you to tease out what answers are important, what's important in your life. And then I show you how to create a game plan to move forward. And then I also created a book with the same name of the podcast, which goes into a little more depth, a little more hold handing, hand holding, and shows you how to take action to declutter your life in 21 areas. Beautiful. And uh, your podcast is doing really well, I see. It's uh, up right at the top of the charts. That's Yes, that's yes. Amazing. I just... I just celebrated my 2 millionth download a couple of weeks ago. So that was two pretty million. exciting. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah, that is exciting. Good for you. Thank you. Um, what else have, can we talk about? What have I forgotten to ask you? Well, I, that's a good question. I guess you could ask me maybe actions that people can take, a couple concrete actions, and maybe we'll look at each area. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Because I'm a firm believer in, I just don't want to talk about clutter. How can we take action to move forward? So physical clutter, I would say you gave great advice. Definitely room by room. Don't try to, if your entire house needs to clutter, don't be like, oh my gosh, what am I going to get this done? Take one simple step at a time. So what one item can you donate, release right now, and let go? Just one. I just want you to do one item. And then I want you to build on that. Mental clutter, what mindfulness practice do you have and what can you implement? You know, maybe it's just 10 deep breaths. Maybe it is setting your intention for the day. Maybe it is mowing the lawn and doing a mind dump to clear your mental clutter. Emotionally, how can you honor your emotions? What do you need to express? What do you need to say to someone? Maybe you need to say, hey, you know what? You really hurt my feelings and then have a conversation around that. Spiritually, I'm a huge fan of having gratitude. How, you know, when's the last time you had gratitude? So many times we focus on what we don't have instead of focusing on the abundance that is right here, right in front of us. So if you don't have a gratitude practice, I encourage you to begin one. And then I'm a huge fan of energetic, clearing energetic clutter. And that might be an odd concept to some, but most women have met a slimy guy, right? So you're like, oh, I want to take a shower right after meeting him or walked into a space. If you have a lot of clutter, you can just feel the heaviness. Right. So what can you do to clear your energetic clutter? Maybe you take some sage and smoke the room or you spritz some essential oils. Do something to get the energy in your home and space moving. So those are just a few tips for people to get started. That's great. That, thank you. And uh, that is definitely something I should have asked. How, how do we get started? Um, if you were going to give someone just one piece of advice, you've done a bunch of it right there, and they, they just don't know where to get going, where to start at all, which one of those areas do you think would be the most important? 
Well, one, I would say sit down. This is a good opportunity to sit quietly, close your eyes. What do I need to work on first? And then finding that wisdom within. The other thing I would say is ask yourself some questions. So for example, if you're paying your mortgage late, maybe the office needs some decluttering. If you have some health challenges and you can't make a fresh meal in your kitchen because it's so full of clutter, start with the kitchen. If you are having trouble sleeping and your bedroom's completely decluttered, then you start with the bedroom. Does that make sense? It does. Very good. And where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you? If they go to reawakenyourbrilliance.com, they can find me. I offer a free 15-minute consultation. My links for social media are there. I give a lot of good tips. And of course, they can find the podcast, Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out. Perfect. I'll make sure that all that goes in the show notes so that it's easy to find. I'd like to thank you very much for joining me today. It was really interesting. And I think a lot of us have a lot of clutter that we could probably do something with. Thank you for having me. And thank you for sharing your gifts with the world through your podcast. And that's our show for this week. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Beyond Retirement. I'm your host, Jackie Doucette. If you liked what you heard, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts, review the show, and leave me a rating. It helps me move up in the ranks and reach more people. If you've got any questions or comments, drop by my website, www.beyondretirement.ca, and leave me a short message. Thanks again for listening, and we'll chat again next week.